In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy who's just trying to run a small business is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. Taking a bath Long about a Saturday night Rub a dub Just relaxing in the tub Thinking everything was alright well, Joni Bartels That's a blast from the past One of the top female artists Of the uh, 1980s um, Of course This is uh, from her famous um, Luxury Bath album which I think you and I both listened to and bath the, time magic, buddy. Yeah. Bath time magic. Yes. Bath yep. time. And who doesn't love a little bath time magic? I, for one, don't like to sit in my own filth very long, but uh, a lot of people enjoy it. A lot of people. Yeah. People do. You know, my wife actually has a soaking tub. She likes to crawl in there. She's got one of those little wooden like platforms that span the tub that she can put, you know, a candle on, maybe a book. My daughters also enjoy it, but I agree with you. But I think as a dude sitting in the bathtub, one, it's it's not terribly manly unless it's full of ice, you know, and you're like chilling down after a long, you know, bike ride or run or something. I myself prefer the shower, but you cannot deny that there is some bath time magic. And if you have the album and you play it while you're bathing, I mean, that's pretty much Nirvana. Well, in any event, uh, this is David Pridham and Brad Chief. We're back here in the uh, year of our Lord 2024, and we mean business. Welcome to another episode of our show where we mean business. We pee frequently. Uh, we are here on the iHeart <clears throat> Radio podcast and radio network. You can uh, download us, not personally, um, but not you yet, can. Anyway. Not yet, anyway. Who knows? One of those printers, um, you get one of those printers, you could probably print a near. Um, identical match to the two of us, uh, especially with the HPE product, although it's not patented from what I understand. Um, uh, but you can follow us. Uh, you can get, your, get us anywhere you get your podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. So it pops to the top of your feed every week. Uh, it doesn't get to the top of my feed because I have all these JFK deals where I'm listening to like football uh, announcers who were kind of half-baked in the football field break down the Kennedy assassination now. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm focused on, obviously. Uh, our website, ipfrequently.com, where we can take care of all of your podcast, news, business, informational, and uh, digestive needs. Um, and uh, anywhere you get your social media, if you type in at ip underscore frequently at ip underscore frequently then you'll you'll get uh you'll get uh up to the date up to date news on our comings and goings including what's going on in this house right like i i you know i'm in the house and by mm. the way i think i think the contractor has been listening to the podcast cuz he and i had it out the other day when i caught him in a little i caught him in a little fib um <laughs> and uh not for the first time not for the first time i caught him in a fib and so he gave me the passive aggressive thing where he said, well, you know, we, we can just, uh, we can just leave. And I said, okay. 
and uh, he left. And the sign is gone this morning. So that's, uh, you know, I think that that means officially we're into the house. Well, I think so. But what does that have to do with listening to the podcast? Well, I think he listened. I think he, he seemed a little butthurt. And so I think he probably listened to some of the past episodes where, you know, I told the truth and you know, he, he's probably upset about the truth. God bless yeah. him. Well, and I, yeah, again, that's the, uh, that would be the significant point is if, if you can't stand a little criticism of your own poor performance, then you, sir, are a weak mm-hmm. man. A weak Correct. Man. Correct. So in any event, you know, he is, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. There should be water coming into the uh, master bathroom at some point today. Maybe the plumbing supply guy is going to take a look at it. So, uh, so that's good. And then, uh, the, um, the TV guy's back to to do some more TV programming. The TV in the master bedroom comes on, mm-hmm. and then it you hear the sound, but it turns to an all black screen, and then the picture comes back and the sound goes off, and then they both come on together, and then you wait a couple of minutes, then it flickers again and flickers and flickers. So, and it only happens in the master bedroom, which is the only TV we really watch, um, mm-hmm. which is a problem. Uh, but so there's that little little bug that's got to be uh, that's got to be fixed. But I do have some uh, some good news. Uh, the driveway lights. Remember the driveway lights? I do. They're, they have long been a source of consternation. Said driveway mm-hmm. lights. Yeah. So the driveway. Hank and Cheryl. You know, they, well, they believe are in Florida right now, trying to find his uh, car that was washed away in a hurricane. But. Um, you know, I, we put up these driveway lights a few years ago. I think in 2020 or 2019, 2019 I think, because it was pre-COVID, 2019. Put up mm-hmm. these driveway lights, lit them, and immediately they file a complaint with the town zoning official, right? Of course. Um, and so I go through like a six-month process where I move to, not myself, but I have the contractor move a couple of the lights, like two feet to the left, just crazy stuff. We mm-hmm. had to put reflectors on the back of a couple of the lights. We had to change the wattage to near nothing on a couple of lights to the point where if you go out there in the dark, if you went out there in the dark at that time and the light was on, you mm-hmm. couldn't see the light. I'm telling you, that's how dim the wattage was. I mean, it was insane on a couple of those lights. So do that. I sign up, I, I sign an agreement with the town and I say, okay, I, this is the, I will make these changes. You let me have the lights. Cause I did. Yeah. So they did two weeks later, I get a letter from the guy Right when we left that, moved out of the house, the old house, two weeks later, I get a letter from the guy saying, um, we found out that your TV guy wired the lights, which we did, you know, guilty. I did that to save a few bucks. Um, And he is not licensed in the state of Rhode Island, didn't pull a permit. So you now have to um, either take out the lights completely or so hire who, who sent you this letter the town the, the town the guy I, the, the, the zoning official because the neighbor the zoning official okay. saw the texas truck in the driveway and took a picture of it and took a picture of the guys putting conduit and basically what was happening is the 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 lights were grandfathered in right because they were on the spot of old lights mm-hmm. and so i used that we used that wiring and i said well that doesn't make much sense because the wiring was coming up in certain spots it was very old wiring so i said let me mm. just have my tv guy put a conduit in the ground mm-hmm. so it's safe and mm. we'll put the wires in there and he said well i'll just run new wires for you and that way it's mm. and so i said okay so i did that and then the the, the wires were put in the conduits and then she got a picture of that and then the town basically backed out of my deal and said, I have to re I have to hire an electrician, pull a permit, get all these approvals and then do the work and then get another 
uh, get to get the sign off on the permit. And then, okay. so I do that, right. I do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, it, it was being done as part of this house building process. So yesterday the lights went on for the first time. Right. And now oh, my nice. position is this now, cause I had to, to pay for the stupid thing, had to have the thing rewired, had to have, cause it turns out that the guy that I thought I was, you know, the TV guy didn't go below the frost line. So those wires were popping up too. He told me he did, but he didn't, you know, which is just a bigger issue. But in any event, so now the guys are out there putting in these 40 watt bulbs. Last night, the lights were on and it is just beautiful. It is beautiful. Cannot wait till my neighbors see that. It's because it's like, it's a real nice thing. You know, it's a nice light. And you've got agreement from the town. You're all set there. They, they listen, they signed off on that. They, they inspected okay. it. They say okay. the wires okay. now, yeah. now they have not seen the wattage in the lamppost yet, but I, I mean, my position is that agreement we had, they ripped it up and they made me redo the whole thing. Mm. And now I've redone the whole thing. So I'm not going to have like some one watt bulb out there. I can't see in the dark. Yeah. Hard to imagine there's much utility in a light bulb that does not generate enough light to see in the dark. I would like to be the guy who has the market for those, right? Like have that be your niche where you just basically create non-functional light bulbs, cost you nothing because they don't work. And then you sell them to people who are in a bind like yourself, who have crappy neighbors who are complaining. And I just say, well, listen, they'll never complain about this because it doesn't work. And I can sell them to you for half the cost of a functional light bulb. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it doesn't make any, it makes it, it's just ornamental. It's ornamental. I'm not sure you're allowed to say that anymore. What about Weijin? Are you allowed to say Weijin? I think you are actually. I think you are allowed to say that. I think Weijin and Blasian are acceptable descriptions. I have read them recently in, uh, in, you know, mainstream media journalistic reports and so are you talking about your own you're reading your own journaling again or is this somebody else's no 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 i was actually reading an article i can't remember why i think i've mentioned on the podcast i now have my phone trained it took me a while to actually do it took a you know several iterations of the process but my phone now only delivers sports messages like no matter what is happening in the political world i don't get any of that which is amazing so i just get sports and there was an article about somebody who's dating a model who was described as Blasian, has a ethnicity background of both black and Asian. So, you know, I think that you can say that. And if you can say Blasian, then for sure you can say Wasian. Yeah. Because fair is fair. I don't know if you can say either, but I mean, listen, you, uh, you have your finger on the pulse of uh, Not modern. Much, but I did read that. Yeah. In any event, that's where we uh, that's where we are there. So listen, a mm-hmm. lot going on today. We've got the uh, our big predictions coming up for the Super Bowl. Who's going to be in it? We got obviously your team is still in the final four. We've got mm-hmm. the New Hampshire primary took place uh, this past week, and uh, we are we are headed down the tracks to a Trump uh, um, Biden uh, political Super Bowl, if you will. It's. Uh, it's amazing. And I, you, you got to love it because it's, you know, just when you it's happening again, I'm I'm getting I'm getting drawn in. But I, you know, Trump was was there the other day and he was talking about the he, he's now using Nikki Haley's Indian name 
like mm-hmm. Pranesh or whatever it is to, to call, he calls her Pranesh. And he's out there, he's out there talking about that. And then he, he's talking, he, he got off on this tangent talking about the, uh, how they killed that, um, is it the Iranian general he killed or was that Biden? I don't know. He killed some terrorist and he mm-hmm. was talking about how he was in the situation room and he was describing our, our men and how they, you know, they, I, I get, you would know this better than I, but he's like, and they don't, they don't knock on the door. They just go in and they don't even, they don't even come in through the door. And he did, and we had dogs and we had drones and we had big, beautiful, do- beautiful dogs. And they, <laughs> and, and, he's, and he's like, they were terrible. He's like, and he's, and I heard the terrorists crying because there were drones, robots, and dogs. And that's all you heard. And that's the last thing they heard. And they were done. And he's like, and I took care of it. I got rid of it. It's just the craziest thing. But then you're watching this and you start to get drawn back in. And you're like, my mm-hmm. God, this is this is amazing television. And mm-hmm. he's making a lot of sense. And you know, then he's he's, he's talking about uh um anyone who donates money to Pranesh Hale. He's not going to be allowed the Republican Party. And then day one, he starts talking about the travel ban again. The first thing he's going to do, I mean, obviously, after he pardons himself. And uh, and and you're like listening to this. You're like, this is TV gold. How can we possibly not elect this guy again? And then I have to turn the TV off and take a step back because it's it's drawing me yeah. in again. I'm, it's happening again. Well, I, I I don't want to sound like a broken record, and I know I do, and I apologize in advance. But I, again, I'm just fascinated and baffled, flummoxed perhaps, at the idea that out of all of the available folk, everyone in this very fine country who meets the basic criteria yeah. for the presidency, that these are the two that we are somehow – through this process, it's it's almost like you know you're about to walk off a cliff, but you just can't help it. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and the cliff is looming, and you're looking at it, and you're saying, I, I have to stop. I have to stop at it. You just don't for some crazy, crazy reason. We're going to wind up right back, as you've pointed out, with Trump versus Biden. No, it's a lose-lose. There's, there's no win there. And force the American people as they stare at their ballot to go, okay, well, which of these two evils am I going to sign myself up for? Right? I mean, it's just not good. And you look, buddy, you and I both know collectively, right? I mean, set aside the people that you know that I don't know and I know that you don't know. I mean, people that you and I both know, there's dozens who would make better presidents than both those guys, just dozens. dozens. There are thousands, tens of thousands. Point to, well, there are tens of thousands that exist, but I mean, if people, just you and I know that we could just name right this second and say, well, just take this guy, he'll be better. I mean, it's astounding that we have developed over almost two and a half centuries, a process, a political process that is so broken that its product at the end of every four years is almost certainly unpalatable to the vast majority of people who have to cast a ballot. That's the process we have. We have spent 250 years almost developing a process that produces crap every four years, like, like clockwork. It's almost like somebody actually did like uh, target American democracy at some point. Right. Yeah. And 
you've got this crazy. I mean, we're gonna we're literally gonna replay. It's it's like having the worst Super Bowl in history, right? Mm-hmm. And having all these flukes take place, and these two teams get there, and now you're gonna say, let's run it back. And the two teams had worse seasons than the year before. It was a horrific Super Bowl. And you say, let's let's run it back. Let's, you know, why not? We'll give it another shot. And that's what we're doing. And I'm telling you, Kennedy, the latest poll I saw, there's this Harvard poll. Harvard. And uh, Kennedy. That Trump was plagiarized from some other poll. Probably was. But yeah. Trump's at 44. Biden's mm-hmm. at 36. And Kennedy is at 21. Um, So. <laughs> You know, crazier things have happened. And and he he's gonna have to, they're gonna have to. I don't know, maybe Biden won't debate anyone. He may he may just say, screw it, I'm not gonna debate because he'd be crazy. He'd be out of no, his mind. He can't, he can't. I mean, if he if he actually wants to win, he can't debate anyone because again, my guess is you you know this far better than I that my guess is, you know, there's a certain percentage of just locked in Trump voters, right? They're done no matter what, and he could do anything. He could just run around with a flamethrower and they're still going to vote for him. And then there's probably a, a very similar percentage of just locked in Biden voters who, you know, I mean, he could he could be reported dead by, you know, his personal physician. You could just come on the TV and say, listen, I, I just looked at him. And he is dead. Doesn't matter. They're going to vote for Biden. And so the the, the what's going to make the difference is the swing vote, which is some percentage in the middle and if Biden debates, he's going to lose all those people. I mean, anyone, anyone who is actually voting based not on, you know, their wackadoo politics, but based on on what they hope the president can actually do. If Biden debates, he's out. And if he debates Kennedy, he may not even get the nomination for his own from his own party. Well, Kennedy's running as an independent. He, he dropped. He left the Democratic Party. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah, that, that yeah. twenty one oh, is okay. him well, independent. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. remarkable. All right, yeah, he could well, win. He could win if he gets on the vote, the ballot in every state. He could win. Well, but I mean, you know, we, we're not going to put anybody on the spot here. But you can't tell me, and I'll just put myself on the spot. If if I'm looking at a ballot and it's those three names, I'm voting Kennedy. I'm telling you that right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all. The guy's ripped. Okay. He's ripped. I don't know if you saw the latest video on Muscle Beach, but he's out there <laughs> benching. He's throwing weights, slinging weights. He's he's out there making it happen, just rattling chains. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him at WrestleMania this year, to tell you the truth. Nothing would, would shock great. me. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to vote for Kennedy. I can't vote for the other two, but I mean, it's, it's becoming very real that we could uh, be seeing a, uh, um, another, oh, another, man. another Trump, another Trump uh, presidency. I mean, that's amazing oh. that uh, we would say that, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's what we are. Well, I tell you what, buddy. If we get one, right? If we get another Trump presidency, you know, who whether or not you want to refer to it as blame or credit doesn't matter. Responsibility, I guess, is a neutral word. I will pick. You know, who will have to bear the full responsibility of that? Ironically. The left, right? Because they, their craziness is what invented and allows for the continuance of a Donald Trump, right? Like when you look at the Americans who are rabid Trumpers and you start talking to them, nine out of the 10 reasons that they give for voting for Donald Trump are not positive ones because of something that they like about Trump. They're all negative comparisons 
to the left, you know, not only Biden as the actual representative of the left, but just the whole left mentality, right? They just say, well, he's not this and he's not that and he won't do this and he won't do that. And so they're not actually voting for Trump and, and they get all exercise and agitated. And you're like, well, you know, why, why, you know, Donald Trump, why do you think he's the best of these Republican candidates? And they just, they immediately go to, you know, DEFCON 10 and start yelling at you about how Trump's not X, Y, and Z, right? It's rare that you hear, well, Trump is or will, you just hear Trump isn't or won't. And therefore, if we get another Trump presidency and, you know, the left just loses their mind, I don't know how this could possibly happen. Hey, just look in the mirror. Your insanity has caused a huge percentage of Americans to just say anything but that. And then the reason people are voting for Biden is because they're like, well, I'm not voting for Trump. It's just it's just no one's voting for anything. They're just voting against something. And that is not what you're trying to do. No, I mean, the good news is, um, you know, he's winding up at least one of his trials. I guess his uh, remember the the civil uh, rape trial where he was found liable for rape. And then he how can you even be found liable? I mean, that's just that's a crime. It's like being found. I guess that's what they did with OJ, right? He was liable for murder. It's just yeah, it's crazy. Well, now he's 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 putting on his defense in the second trial. This is the defamation trial, because after the first trial, <laughs> he was found liable for rape. He said something to the effect of look at her. I would never, you know, be someone like me would never be with someone like that. So she sued him for defamation mm-hmm. and he was found guilty of defamation. He was found liable for that. And now they're in the damages phase and he has a tape, um, I guess, where she was interviewed by Anderson Cooper, who's Gloria Vanderbilt's son. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, Anderson Cooper, there's a tape where she called rape, quote unquote, sexy. And uh, so he's trying, Trump's attorneys are trying to get that in. Um, and, uh, you know. So Gloria that's the, Vanderbilt said that? No, uh, E. Jean Carell, the uh, woman. Oh, that's the, oh, okay. So she was interviewed on, you know, national television and said she finds rape sexy. She said that? I, I don't know. I mean, I, it says oh. it says Trump calls for Andrew, I guess I guess so. Trump calls for Anderson Cooper air quotes secret tape where Eugene Carroll called rape sexy. So it, I don't know. The answer is who knows, right? Maybe. Right. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Well, but listen, we'll, yeah. it'll, hopefully we'll be, get this information before the election. Um, let's see. Next. Uh, so. Um, you know, Japan, you and I have not been in a while. I think we're headed there Thankfully. again Thankfully. later this month, maybe, but maybe not. Uh, but they've apparently allowed for the first time ever 40 Japanese women, also known as Jimin, uh, to participate. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. Can't say that. I can't say that. Okay. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you can't say you that. You can say Weijin and you can't say Jimin. Jamin. Jamin. Yeah, J- Jamin. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I, you know what? Who knows? Maybe you can. There's no rules anymore. You just make them up. Well, apparently they are changing the rules for the uh, Naked Man Festival in Japan where 10,000 males uh, get naked. Um, uh, Why? I don't know. Just but they, they, There's apparently a battle where 
these 10,000 men fight to touch a nude man who is designated Shinakoto or God man. Uh, talk about false idols. Listen to this. Um, but women are being allowed to participate in Japan's Naked Man Festival for the first time. However, Brad, however, uh, and this is, of course, in Nawanza, Japan, which is near Kyoto. It's a very nice place. And uh, the 40 women are not allowed to strip or touch the um, Shinokoto. Shinokoto. Good man. God man. So um, thoughts on that? None. I, I'm not. I refuse to think about that. I want nothing to do with a festival that consists of 10,000 naked dudes all competing to touch each other. I'm not mm-mm, I just nope. Okay. Well then we'll just skip that. I mean, I think I think Fushibayashi son is participating. So uh we'll keep an eye out for that. Top 10 yeah. ski resorts in the world have been named and you're a big skier. So let's see how many should we see how many of these you have uh skied at? Sure, but I can tell you right now, well, that's not true, I guess. I was going to say I've never skied any place outside the United States, but. Well, these are, these are, these, this okay. would include U.S. Okay. okay um, go for it. Cocheval in Savoy, France. I have not. Lake Louise in Alberta, Canada. Nope. Zermatt in Valais, Switzerland. Nope. Ski Dubai in Dubai. Knock it off. The no, best thing is Ski <laughs> Dubai. There is, there is, what are you talking about? A ski Dubai, it's, that's the Middle East, brothers. A flake. You're saying I'm making this up? Am I, making- I don't know. But how, the, there has not been that's a flake of four. snow in Dubai literally ever. Ski Dubai is number four. Alvara at Port du Soleil, France. Uh, uh, Val de Sertinges in Avernon, Rhone, in the Alps in France. No. On Bonsco in Bulgaria. Nope. Lax in Switzerland. Lax. Nope. Gulmarg in uh, India. <laughs> nope. And Les, Les Arc in Savoy, France. Have you no. been to it? Okay, 0 for 10, buddy. 0 for 10. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess we will. Uh, I guess we'll move on then. I mean, Ski just, Dubai. That's Ski Dubai. funny. Yeah. Number that, four. That, my friend, is funny. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, let's see. Ski Dubai. Ski Dubai, enjoy the snow. Meet oh, the here it is. It's a picture Ski. of the thing you sent me. It's all indoors. Oh, is it, well, there you go. How can that possibly be better than Breckenridge or Aspen or Vale? Well, buddy, this this list from which you are citing, based on what you're saying here, is that is the top ten most popular ski resorts according to social media views. Exactly. Well, who cares? Penguin Encounter, meet our penguins. Snow every day guaranteed. That's incredible. Are you going to go? <laughs> Snow I park? Not. I'm not. I like Dubai. I've spent some time in Dubai, and that is an incredibly interesting town. I mean, the architecture and the just the layout and design of the city is is amazing. It's an incredibly modern city, and it's actually run by a pretty good guy. Um, I had no idea they had built an indoor ski resort there, but it does not surprise me. That's the kind of thing you would find in Dubai. But I, I I suppose if I were to find myself again in Dubai, I might, you know, go give it a whirl. But I am certainly not going to Dubai for that purpose, given that I live very near a ski resort. Several. Okay, that is out, that is actually outdoors. 
They're all it's actually, yeah, there's actually on a mountain that God made. Yeah. Well, in any event, have you, uh, well, we'll move on. Have you heard of Zeddy um, Willis, the um, street musician in New York, Zeddy, Z-E-D-D-Y? I don't believe I have. I've heard of a Yeti, but I think that's different. That's either a, a mythical creature or it's a flask that will keep your water cold. But he also, he, he also sang, I believe, a version of... Uh, uh, splish splash. I was taking a bath. Well, Zeddy Willis recently uh, announced on Insta he had a uh, baby shower um, for his expectant. Um, I guess he's got uh, babies on the way, and mm -hmm. uh, he had a baby shower for the five pregnant baby mamas that he has got pregnant, and he titled the baby shower "Welcome." Currently, correct. They're all pregnant huh. at the same time. Welcome, okay. little Zeddy Willis, one to five. Um, and, uh, he, he, uh, yeah, I mean, that's more than a thruple. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I mean, if you got five gals in him, I think that's a sex tuple, is it not? And there's a nice picture of him with all the girls. Um, uh, some of them look quite upset. Um, others just are posing. Uh, one looks like she's about to brain him. But uh, it's nice. Look at our beautiful family. And there's a picture. Yeah, I don't know if you're looking at this, but there's, there's a picture of five pregnant women. And all Zeddy's in the middle with the big, you know, shocked Home Alone look like, what? It's just, look what? at our beautiful family. That's nice. Yeah. Um, One of the girls posted, when your baby daddy got four other girls pregnant at the same time you are. That's Wow. That's nice. Yeah, that's a, a man's got himself scheduled for what I would imagine is a significant chunk of change in the child support arena. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be, you know, my my ex-brother-in-law has that problem, but he just doesn't work anymore. He just left his recent he got a, recently got a job at a uh, law firm. And he left that position because uh, they didn't want him there anymore. And so uh -huh. he, he left. And I know this is a shocker. And so uh, he just doesn't pay child support anymore because he doesn't have a job. Yeah. Well, he is a douchebag. So, I mean, that's no real surprise. But this guy, yeah, Zeddy, mm -hmm. I'm don't, not really sure what is going on there, my friend. But you, yeah. You're going to have a lot of responsibilities coming your way, would be my guess. Good old Zeddy. Um, and then finally, you oh. know, we've got all this, uh, you know, the global warming deal going on and the uh, the polar caps melting and all this stuff. According Indeed. to uh, a team <clears throat> from Marseille University in Marseille, according to geneticist based in Marseille, Jean-Michel Clavery, um, who's actually a professor emeritus of medicine uh, at uh, Marseille University. Uh, there is a problem, major problem, emanating from these uh, melting ice caps. In particular, uh, there is uh, apparently a layer of melting uh, Arctic permafrost, which will likely, according to Professor Jean-Michel Clavery, uh, unleash, quote, ancient zombie viruses and uh, trigger a catastrophic global health emergency. 
and so they are on the lookout for that. And they are actually working closely, Brad, with uh, folks at the University of the Arctic on this uh, project. The University of the Arctic. Correct. So if that follows the rules of the University of Marseille follows, you would find that in the Arctic. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. But it's a lot like skiing in Dubai. Does it really happen? Is it, does it, is it just a website? I don't know. It's tough to recruit for your football program at the University of the Arctic, I would guess. Yeah, but with NIL, they can get people there. That's probably true. So let me get this straight. According to the University of Marseille, which one we'll find in Marseille, France, um, the melting of the polar ice caps is going to release zombie viruses. Now, are these viruses, are they alleging that these are viruses that create zombies? Or are they alleging that these are viruses that you know are themselves in some form zombies i.e they've been frozen in the ice for a while and you know now they're gonna shake themselves loose and come looking for us well that's what clevery is studying brad he said quote the crucial part about permafrost remember brad this is permafrost is that it's cold dark and lacks oxygen which is perfect for preserving biological material uh he said for example this is an example Brad, mm -hmm. you could put a yogurt in permafrost and it might still be edible 50,000 years later. Be frozen, but it might be edible. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that the very nature of freezing something is, you know, you're sort of slowing down any and all metabolic processes. Uh, my understanding so like is that Williams head, right? Yeah. If you put that in permafrost, the splinter, the splinter could be out there in a few years. You could have two theoretically two Hall of Fame careers, but you'd have to tether the head to like a Steve Austin, million dollar man, not stone cold body. Right. Well, I mean, you'd have to find a volunteer that said, you know what? I will donate my body so that the Splendid Splinter can have another run. Mm -hmm. Scientists believe that the deepest layers of permafrost could be preserving viruses that inhabited the earth up to a million years ago. And as Dr. Cleverly says, Brad, and, and you know this well, uh, quote uh, from our just our dealings with COVID, our immune systems may have may have never been in contact with some of these microbes. And that is a ticking time bomb. Uh -huh. The, uh, and then he said, Brad, further, the scenario is a quote of an unknown virus once infecting a Neanderthal man coming back at us, although very unlikely, has become a real possibility. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you know what, buddy? I, I mean, here's the way I'm approaching that. All of that may be true, right? I am not in a position to, you know, sit down in a debate with this professor regarding zombie viruses and permafrost and Neanderthal man, et cetera. But when I'm staring down the barrel of a Trump Biden presidential campaign months from now, mere months from now, the idea that, you know, a thousand years from now, a zombie virus may come to get us just sort of pales in comparison. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe one of the greatest signs of the zombie apocalypse that's, uh, looming over our heads is the is, is the recent Oscar nomination. I'm going to name you all the Oscar Best Picture nominees. Uh, before you do, let me just throw out there that my guess is I will have seen as many of these movies as I have skied the top 10 social media ski resorts. I'm just going to. Okay. Well, let's see. All right. Go ahead. Amer American Fiction. Nope. I have not seen that. Anatomy of a Fall. 
Yeah. Okay. Never seen that. Hey, buddy, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to even extend my bet. Sort of like the, like a, like a parlay. I'm going to say, not only have I not seen any of these movies, I will not be able to tell you the plot of any of them, but, but go ahead. I have not seen anatomy of the fall. Uh, number three, Barbie. Nope. Damn it. I saw that. I, we watched that in the, in the ride to, from the South or something. See, that's see, that's, that's one of the benefits of me being a little bit further down the child raising curve than you are. All of my daughters are now more than old enough that they go to movies they want to see by themselves and they can drive themselves and they can pay for themselves. It's amazing. And so a couple, at least a couple, maybe three of my four girls have seen the Barbie movie. I have not. And well, I cannot tell you the plot. Well, listen to this. I can tell you the plot because I watched this thing. The, mm -hmm. This is the this is the the tinge of irony that goes on in our society. Because as you know, the people that vote for these things are the most liberal of the liberal, right? They are mm -hmm. PC, where you know beyond PC. So mm -hmm. the, the 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 premise of the movie is that this is a Barbie lives in this world where women rule, right? And men are an afterthought. And um, the guy who plays Ken, who was the guy in that cowboy movie where the guys kissed. Um, <laughs> Get, okay. he, he ends up, um, you know, the, all the men are very, very passive and they um, uh, are ruled by women. And then he ends up rebelling against that and trying to create a, a, a patriarchal society and all this stuff. And, it you know, he takes over for a while and then it doesn't go well. So Barbie is directed by a woman. It's got a female star. It's a female vehicle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they do the best director nomination. The director does not, and the movie sucks, by the way. It's awful. Mm -hmm. um, the director does not get nominated. They do Best Actress, and the woman playing Barbie does not get nominated. The only person that got nominated is the cowboy guy for Best, <laughs> best Actor. It's just like a big kick in the nuts. But anyway, I have seen yeah. Barbie. The holdovers. Okay. The holdovers. Nope. Now, I can tell you what that's about, because that is now on Amazon Movies, and that's a movie. It's Paul Giamatti, and he's a professor at a school where he is chosen to stay with the kids at this boarding school who don't go home for Christmas. So I know what that's about. Killers of the flower moon. Ah, I, you know what, buddy? I have not seen it, but I am actually debating seeing it. Uh, Krista read the book. She loves, you know, um, the fiction history stuff. Big Leonardo DiCaprio fan. I don't know if she loves DiCaprio or not. I haven't asked her, but she really liked the book. And I have seen the trailer for the movie, and it actually looks good. And Krista is, you know, I don't know how it goes in your house because, again, you have little kids. But so typically movie watching in my house is just me and my wife, and we have to agree on the movie, and there's a process around that. And and ironically, having read the book, she's saying, ah, I'm not sure I want to see the movie. It's, it'll probably be really violent. There's a lot of violence. It might be sad. My wife is not into violent, sad things. And so there's a possibility that just because of that, we won't see the movie. But at least I have heard of that movie and I am tangentially aware of the plot. So you're connected to the movie in some way. Well, yeah, because my wife read the book effectively. OK, uh, Maestro, the Maestro. Never heard of it. Oppenheimer, you've heard of. Oh yeah, I you know, but again, I'm I'm able to maintain my bet. Well, actually, I can. I haven't seen it. I want to. I think we're going to. That's out, you know, on a streaming service someplace. But I, I actually do know the plot of Oppenheimer. I know the yeah. And I, have you ever seen Fat Man and Little Boy with Paul Newman? <laughs> nope. 
That was a good I, movie. I, I saw Same. Fat Man in a Little Coat with Chris Farley. So no, probably different yeah. though. Yeah. No, the the two atomic bombs. They named them yeah. Fat Man and Little Boy. They, that right. was the same movie. It's the same movie, but it's from like the nineteen eighties. It's a good movie. It's definitely worth a uh, worth a watch. I don't remember. Oppenheimer's who super long. Is that is that right? Do I have that right? It's like three and plus hours long. I don't know. I we we always talk about seeing these movies, and then the, the last mm. movie I saw, we saw we see we watch every Thanksgiving night. We watched Christmas Vacation. Right, we watched that. We watched a couple of Hallmark Christmas movies. I haven't seen it. Well, Barbie, the kids watch it, so I the girl the girls watch it. So I, I watched it. But Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, The Zone of Interest, haven't seen any of them. Nope. I haven't. I still have not seen the new Top Gun. I've All of those them. movies are in the running for. Those, yeah, they, they have like ten for, movies. How there. many? I thought there was like four or five. They there's like One, ten two, of them. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, that's ridiculous. It can't be. Well, whatever. I haven't seen, have not seen any of them, have heard of Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer and know the plot of Oppenheimer. So that, that's where I'm at on that. And now you know the plot of Barbie too. Well, I do because you've told me the plot of Barbie. Sounds awesome. I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want to see it. Yeah. It's well, listen. So we are we are at the end here. We're pretty much at the end. We've gone a little over. I I had a couple more things I wanted to talk about, but I'll tease for next week. We've got a, uh, a potential. I understand, Brad. Then you and you may be able to verify this through your connections to the uh, White House. But I understand that in the past there have been seances in the White House mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, mysterious demonic uh, beings. In the White House, in particular, related to the uh, young son of uh, Franklin Pierce, who was named Benjamin Franklin Pierce, whose face was smashed in in a railroad car debacle prior to the inauguration of said Franklin Pierce. Hmm. Never heard of any of that. I can tell you without question, there's been, you know, demonic presence in the White House just based on the folks that we put there via election. Mm-hmm. And the people that they then bring along with them, you know, now whether or not they're, you know, actual demons, I don't know, but they certainly act like it. So that part doesn't surprise me. But uh, seances, yes, that that's definitely a fact. There've been seances in the White House, but uh, you know, demonic presence, you know, sort of, you know, taking a little bit of literary license. I think you could say there's probably been demonic presence there. Yeah. Anyway, but that's we'll get to that next time. Benjamin okay. Franklin okay. Pierce is the kid. Uh, all right. Also, the name of um, Hawkeye Pierce, uh, Alan Alda's character on Mash. But that's we'll save that for next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you have it, buddy. I mean, I, I we've done it again. We've covered all the things we need to cover. We obviously have things over the horizon that we'll be tackling next week. Uh, but I got to get out of here because if there's one thing I cannot miss. It is a movie about a culture dominated by women who have doll-like qualities. I mean, that just sounds like the best two hours of my life. So I'm going to get to that and uh, probably watch it several times. And then I'll bring back my report next week right here on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.